Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, November 22nd, 2023, my mother's forever birthday in heaven. For the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, my friends, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is, Is China Mentioned in the End Time Events? But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we just humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit would draw your people, Lord God. This is about you and the power of your Spirit to draw your people to be with you forevermore. And I am proud and honored to be able to be here today to serve you in this way. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. And Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. Have your way in this day, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, it is with scripture found in Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 4, where Matthew begins by stating, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temples. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And he as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. That was his answer to the sign of his soon coming, my friends. As you who follow this ministry on a regular basis know, the Lord God for the past 20 years, this year being no different, has bestowed upon me the privilege of receiving by way of the small still voice of his Holy Spirit a mandate for the upcoming year. With that said, let it once again be known that the mandate from the mouth of God to the ears of all mankind to be heard and heeded, first to the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and the world at large for the year 2024 is that 2024 will be the year of total deception. My friends, when the Lord God began giving me yearly mandates back in 2003, 
The very first mandate he gave me was that the year 2003 was the year to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly, and as I always say, for yourself. Which brings me to what I would like to touch on here today. The other day, I heard a very well-known Calvary pastor who was doing a Q&A about what is taking place in regards to Israel's war against Hamas. One of the questions he was asked during this time was if he thought China had any role in end-time events. His reply, in short, was that he did not believe that China played a role. Uh, To me, my friends, that was a very alarming answer, considering that the Word of God does indicate that they do. So, to look um, into the matter, let us begin with this short piece compiled and posted November 21st, 2023, by endtimeheadlines.com, titled, China is trying to broker a peace treaty in the Middle East, in which the writer thereof opens by stating, China hosted senior officials from mostly Middle Eastern nations on Monday, November 20th, 2023, my friends, for an in-depth talk on de-escalating the Israel-Hamas conflict as Beijing tries to bolster its uh, credentials as a global peacemaker. Hmm. Top foreign policy officials from Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, and the Palestinian Authority were among those who visited Beijing. The delegation led by uh, Saudi Foreign Minister Prince Faisal bin Farahan uh, aims to visit Russia and the other permanent members of the United Nations Security Council, France, the UK, and the US afterwards. Now, this took place on Monday, my friends, according to Ahmed Abogai, uh, Secretary General of the Arab League. The discussions in China were about immediately stopping the military escalation in Gaza and delivering the necessary humanitarian aid to avoid the spread of the humanitarian catastrophe there, uh, according to Saudi state uh, media. The officials also reiterated calls for two-state solution to achieve peace to to achieve a peace deal between Israel and the Palestinians. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi said the international community must take effective and credible measures to stop the tragedies from going any further in Gaza. We would welcome China playing a constructive role in the Middle East was a quote from U.S. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller. He said that Secretary of State Anthony Blinken had called Wang during a trip to the region and asked and said, rather, if uh, there's anything that you can do to prevent the conflict from widening in terms of using the lines of communications that... Uh, you have available uh, to in countries in the Middle East, we would be welcome where we would welcome that, he said. <laughs> so what happens? The very next day, yesterday, uh, November 21st, 2023, boom, Israel suddenly accepts the world's plan for a five-day ceasefire. I digress. Moving back to the article at hand, it is said that Egypt's top diplomat, Samed uh, Shalkai, said Arab and Islamic nations are hoping great powers like China will assume a bigger role in dealing with the crisis. 
that's needed because there's unfortunately major nations that provide cover for the current Israeli attacks, he said, according to a statement from the foreign ministry. He renewed Egypt's rejection of what he called a declared policy to displace Palestinians from Gaza. The Americans have been standing with Israelis over the past 40 days or so in a manner that's unprecedented, a bogey of the Arab League said in remarks delivered at a security uh, conference in Bahrain over the weekend. The writer of this piece ends by stating, Saudi Arabia, uh, Egypt, Jordan, and other Arab nations, or rather states, are increasingly critical of Israel as it conducts a war against Hamas in Gaza. The militant group attacked Israel on October 7th from Gaza, killing they say 1,200, I say 1,400 people. Israel's since bombarded the Palestinian territory and launched a ground offense, uh, offensive that, uh, which the Hamas-ran health ministry says has killed more than 13,000 people. Give me a break, people. This is not true. A lot of propaganda going on here. So... As we continue to note the fact that China does, even by the world standard, have and is increasing its role in the affairs of the Middle East, let us now take a look at this short piece, once again compiled and posted today, November 22nd, 2023, by endtimeheadlines.com, titled Prophecy Watch, Saudi Crown Prince demands a serious peace process process for Palestine, with uh, which the writer thereof begins by thusly stating, Saudi Arabia demands the start of a serious and comprehensive peace process to establish a Palestinian state along the borders of 1967. Saudi uh Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman told a virtual summit of the BRICS group on Tuesday. The kingdom's position is constant and firm. There is no way to achieve security and stability in Palestine except through the implementation of international decisions related to the two-state solution. Prince Muhammad said. And I know it's soon, but on that sad note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our biblical investigation into Is China Mentioned in End Time Events?
Okay, now my friends, ha ha! In the second half of our show for today, we will be taking a look at what the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, has to say about China's role in the end time events. First, I would like to begin with this piece by gotquestions.com titled, Does China Have a Role in the End Times? With that said, here is their take on the matter. Many students of Bible prophecy consider Revelation chapter 16 verses 12 through 16 to possibly refer to China in the end times. I myself, my friends, have chosen to bring you Revelation 16 verses 1 through 19, which paints a more vibrant picture of just what is taking place and that which is yet uh, to come in the very near future concerning the subject of China as well as the world as a whole and their role in the scheme of things when it comes to end-time events. Revelation chapter 16, verse 1 through 19, begins by John the Revelator stating, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God. Upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men, which, listen up, my friends, had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshiped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wasn't, and yet be, and yet shall be. Because thou hast judged thus, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and the power and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, with, uh, which had power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, as in Antichrist beast, my friends, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnashed their tongues for pain and blaspheming the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. My friends, we have now arrived at the text that got questions.com cited concerning the role of China in the time of great tribulation of which is also called the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble in which John the Revelator states and the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, which is a reference to Satan. And, and I have it many times said uh, a, a, a reference to China as well, since their dragon is a representation of China. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of 
the dragon, which is Satan, out of the mouth of the beast, which is the Antichrist beast, my friends, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, says the word of God. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Here, Jesus then says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathereth them together in a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake, and so great And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon, remember that phrase, great Babylon, came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. My friends, just as a side note, The reference to Great Babylon just shared is symbolic in nature and refers to the current world system as a whole that is dominated by Satan, manifested throughout the world visibly, seen via the wickedness that is spread abroad politically, religiously, and commercially. Picking up with GotQuestions.com's commentary on Revelation chapter 16, verses 12 through 16, it states that this uh, passage predicts a massive climactic uh, conflict known as the Battle of Armageddon. It occurs at the end of the seven years, my friends, of tribulation. After the sixth ball judgment, at that time, the Euphrates River will be dried up, allowing the kings from the east to invade the Near East and march towards Israel. It is the kings from the east identification that many associate with China. The Chinese army or a Chinese-led coalition, which is where I lean towards, my friends, will take advantage of the removal of a natural barrier and sweep westward to meet up with forces of the Antichrist. When the end times force from China joins with the armies of the Antichrist, the seventh and final bull judgment will be poured out. The Lord Jesus will return in his second coming, my friends. The rapture will have already taken place with us in tow. And uh, gotquestions.com continues by stating, the most violent earthquake ever will shake the world and the forces of the Antichrist and the armies of the East will be destroyed. As noted in Revelation chapter 16, verses 17 through 20 and Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 21, of which uh, we, my friends, just read and will once again read right here. Revelation chapter 16, verses 17 through 20 states, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake, and so great, 
And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came into remembrance before God to give unto her the wine, the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. The companion scriptures that were also uh, as well mentioned concerning this are found in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 21, and are where John the Revelator once again begins by stating, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doeth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. My friends, John the Revelator, who is as well known as the beloved of Jesus, then states, And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of the heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I, says John, saw the beast, meaning the Antichrist, and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse, who would be Jesus, my friends, and against his army, which would be us, the saints, following him on white horses. John continues by stating, And the beast, meaning the Antichrist, was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image, these both, the Antichrist beast and false prophet, my friends, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, who was Jesus, and the sword is the word proceeding out of his mouth, my friends, which sword, it says, proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. My friends, GodQuestions.com concludes their thoughts on the matter of China's involvement concerning end-time events by stating, It is impossible to know for sure if uh, the, get this, Eastern Confederacy of the end times will include China. However, it seems likely that China will be involved, of which statement, my friends, I totally agree with. 
GotQuestions.com continues by stating that recent years have seen a dramatic rise in China's power and influence. The development of enormous military strength, intimidation of Hong Kong, Tibet, Taiwan, and other regions, pursuit of global economy or economic dominance, pursuit of global economic dominance, aggressive rhetoric on the world stage, and of, of course, my friends, the persecution of Chinese Christians. All of this has been the characteristics of China. It is not hard to imagine that the kings from the east who one day march into Israel, who one day march into Israel, my friends, will include China. Of which, my friends, I there again totally agree with that statement. GotQuestions.com moves to end their piece on the matter with this. Some people identify, now this is very thought-provoking, you have to really think about this, but this is what the Bible says. I'm not depending on gotquestions.com, my friends. I'm just using them because they're using the Bible. Some people identify another battle mentioned earlier in Revelation as a prophecy of China in the end times. The association hinges on the mention of an army of 200 million, Revelation chapter 9, verse 16, and occasional reports of China's uh, capability of equipping such a vast army. There are a couple of problems with this view. One is, time to listen up, that Revelation chapter 9 says nothing of an army from the east. Rather, it speaks of a demonic horde that destroys a third of mankind. The horses these beings in chapter 9 ride on are definitely not normal horses, as stated in verse 17. That would be Revelation 9, 17. Also, the battle of Revelation 9 occurs after the sixth trumpet judgment. The battle of Revelation chapter 16, involving the kings of the east, occurs after the sixth bowl or vile judgment, probably about three and a half years later. Okay, which my friends would plainly indicate that the demonically charged battle of Revelation chapter 9 comes at the beginning of the last or second three and a half years of the seven-year period of tribulation, which are in regards to the last or second three and a half years of the seven-year period of tribulation are called the time of great tribulation and the time of Jacob or Israel's trouble. And therefore, the battle of the kings from the east found in Revelation 16 comes at the end of the just mentioned last or second three and a half years of the seven-year period of tribulation, which there again, the last or second three and a half years of the seven-year period are called the time of great tribulation and the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble. Now, the snapshot version of that just shared is that the battle of Revelation 9 comes at the beginning of the time of great tribulation and the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble. And the battle of Revelation 16 comes at the end of that same time period which ends at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to set up his millennial kingdom. Both battles, in other words, are set to take place at the beginning and the end of the last or second three and a half years within the time zone of the seven 
year period of tribulation. These last three and a half years are called the time of great tribulation and the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble. Not to mention that this same time period will consist of the unfettered, full, open, and tyrannical rule and reign of Satan's Antichrist beast, false prophet, and the worldwide mark of the beast system, and will as well involve the simultaneous outpouring of the wrath of God upon the godless, ungodly, and unsaved people of this world at that time. One more note from gotquestions.com is this. In the end times, many nations, likely including China, will try their hand at conquest. Ultimately, their fight will be against God. The tribulation will be a tumultuous time of warfare, disasters, and divine judgment. But God has it all under control, as Psalms 2 assures us, which my friends states, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder, or break their bands in two, my friends, and cast away their cords from us. He that setteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me. Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen, for thine inheritance, and the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. We heard that somewhere else today, because this is in reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them into pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Who is he? He's the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, things are moving very fast. Soon and very soon, the Lord Jesus Christ will return for those who belong to him at his appearing in the rapture. Will you be counted in that number? The Lord God says in his word that today is the day of salvation. The Word of God as well states that tomorrow is promised to no one. So while it is yet called today, we must call upon the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. Peter, speaking in Acts chapter 4, verses 10 through 12, states, Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone, speaking of Jesus, which was set at naught of you builders, 
speaking of the scribes and the Pharisees, which has become the head of the corner, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, neither is there salvation in any other, says the word of God, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that name, my friends, which Peter spoke of that day, is the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, Paul lays out God's only plan, my friends, of salvation for all mankind who will receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their only Savior. When he begins by stating that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, you know what I always like to say, right living in the Lord Jesus Christ, and with the mouth, the word of God says, confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation, my friends, means way of escape. And in this case, it's through the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed upon the cross of Calvary for all who will receive him as their only Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King, and Messiah. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For so whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, there are many things that are taking place behind the scenes, propelling us towards the moment that God is going to say, son, go get your children. We know not the day or the hour. I always like to say that means we don't know the day or the week or the hour in that day of the week. But the signs of the times are all around us and the word of God bears that out. So while it is still called today, my friends, it is time to seek the Lord while he may be found. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and begin to walk with him in a steadfast relationship, doing that which the Lord gave me on the very first mandate 20 years ago, which is to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly, and as I like to say, for yourself. Don't put your trust in any man. We're, we're walking into the Lord is telling us that the mandate for 2024 is that it will be the year of total deception. You know, my friends, there has never been a mandate that the Lord has had me bring that did not come to complete fruition. So I'm telling you, this is the one where we need to, to be on guard, spiritually speaking, and know the surroundings of where we are, both physically, mentally, and spiritually in this time. My friends, total deception has already begun, but it's going to hit its crescendo in the year 2024, because that's what the Lord has mandated will happen. He says it's the year of total deception. So therefore, it is time to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for yourself. But before you can even do that, you need to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to be your only Savior, and then ask the Lord God for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of His Holy Spirit, as outlined in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. My friends, because when you receive the indwelling power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit into your personal life, then the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth and righteousness 
and to know what is truth and error and to search the scriptures and know how to understand them, not by man's mean, but by God's mean, because the Holy Spirit of the Lord God, which is the Lord God, because God is a spirit, he is leading us in his will and in his way by his word, my friends. And to receive the indwelling power and working of the Lord God's Holy Spirit is to first have the evidence with speaking with other tongues as much as the world hates that, my friends. That's why the world will be left behind. That's why those uh, in the world don't believe that China has any part of the last days because, A, apparently they don't know the word of God well and know it correctly, and B, the power working in the anointing of God's Holy Spirit, when they do err in saying something like that, they're not getting the correction because you can't get a correction from somebody you don't know. That's not already in your life if that's what they're put there to do is to correct you if you do something wrong, my friends. And that is what the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit is there to do in our life. He is there to bring all things to our remembrance. Guess what? You can't have anything brought to your remembrance unless you already have known it. So that's why you need to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly, so that when you hear something that is not of the Lord God, and it's a twisting or a deception of his word, the Holy Spirit can go, now you know that is not right. Go look it up. And he may just recite it to you in your spirit because you may know it that well, that particular word that is being misconstrued. So the fact is, is that Today, my friends, is the day of salvation. The Lord Jesus Christ could come at any moment. It's not a joke. It's not, it's not a fairy tale. It's the very truth. It's the word of God. And it's been in the making since the beginning of time as we have known it. And beyond time as we have known it. Because the word says that Jesus was the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world was ever slain. That Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world was ever laid. It'll be slain and the Lord Jesus Christ will be the victor. So anyway, my friends, the thing is, is today is the day that we need to get ready, be ready and stay ready with the Lord Jesus Christ. Him being our only savior because he's the only one who can lead us out of what is going on in this world. We cannot do it ourselves. We cannot depend on other people to do it for us. We must go before the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive us of our sins, my friends, because that is why he came here, to be our Savior. And we must let the Lord Jesus Christ know that we know that we are sinners and need of a Savior, and that Jesus Christ is the only Savior, and that you believe it in your heart, not in your head, because God is the God of knowing the end from the beginning. So therefore, when you come before the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive you of your sins, he already knows your heart. He already knows if you're playing around or if you're serious. My friends, if you're playing around, you're just going to continue to flounder in this life of darkness that prevails in your life at that time. But if you are ready and your heart is open to the Lord Jesus Christ, for him to walk into your heart and to make his abode or home in your heart, he will surely do exactly that. And from that day forward, he will show you by way of the power working and anointing of, your, of his Holy Spirit the things that you need to know after you've asked the Lord God, once receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, to fill you with the indwelling power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with, with other tongues, which is what's laid out in the Word of God in the scriptures I gave to you. Read them. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Acts chapter 
19 verses 1 through 6. It tells the story. And in many other places in the word of God, it tells the same story. The Lord never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So my friends, with that said, today, while it is still yet called today, if you have not asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior, this would be the perfect time to do so, because you just never know when your life here on this planet is going to end. And especially today, it has become more elusive than ever in knowing. So therefore, my friends, today, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you feel the tugging of the Lord's Holy Spirit upon your heart saying, you know this is right, do it. It hasn't anything to do with me, my friends. I'm just God's uh, orator. I'm just the one he sent here to say what I've said. And he's the one who's going to do the work, okay, in your life. So while it is still called today and you still have a chance with breath in your body, because that's when you have to make the choice of who you're going to serve for all eternity, choose life and choose the Lord Jesus Christ today as we go to prayer. And my friends, if you are backslidden in the Lord, then kick Satan to the curve and him telling you how you could never go back. It's just over for you. That is not true. If you will turn from your wicked ways, then the Lord will receive you back, my friends. But you have to be steadfast and faithful in doing so. And the Lord will return you to the place that he has on the path for your life headed towards glory. With that said, my friends, let us pray. Please pray this prayer with me out loud uh, and from the depths of your heart, my friends. This is for you. This is for you from the Lord. This is your gift from the Lord. I'm just here to present it. That's all. But I, I'm not presenting it in the way that the Holy Spirit is because he's the one who can tug at your heart and he's the one who can draw you in. I'm just speaking the words that he's already given me to speak. So therefore, let's do it. And that is, please pray this prayer of repentance unto the Lord from your heart today that you'll be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. With that said, let us pray. L Dear Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, I know that you sent your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of the world, and whose name is Jesus Christ. And I thank you for that gift. And I know that you would have done it even if I would have been the only person on the face of this planet to do it for, because you are a faithful God and you're a loving God. And Lord God, I just want to thank you for this awesome gift of your one and only begotten Son. And with that said, Lord Jesus, I humbly come before you and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I know you are the only Savior of all mankind who will receive you. And Lord Jesus, I ask today that you would please forgive me of my sins and that you would wash me as white as snow and bring me into the eternal family of God, that I may be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for your imminent return as you break the eastern sky in the rapture to take your people out of here before the time of the second three and a half years of the seven years of tribulation when God will pour out his wrath upon this place. Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And I know that today, as I've come to you with a broken and contrite heart and spirit, that you have received me as your child Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would have your way each and every day in my life. Help me to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working, and anointing that you have for us as children of God. That you may draw me out of the world and continue me down the path, not looking to the left or right to glory that leads straight to eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day, in my life, and every day afterwards. 
Holy Spirit, help me to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for myself. And Holy Spirit, bring all things to my remembrance that I may stay error-free and only leaning on your word and the power working and anointing of that which you have prepared to give us if we will receive your one and only begotten Son as our only way of escape and our only Savior, Lord, Master, King, and soon coming Messiah. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. With that said, my friends, happy Thanksgiving to you who celebrate it, and it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his perfect shalom. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?